Welcome to the Go Time Podcast. Time Podcast. With your host, Todd Martin. Today on the Go Time Podcast, we have Bill Rogers, PGA golfer on the tour for, what were you, you were on the tour for like 11 years? Four, 14, 14 years. 14 years. That's probably three more than it should have been, actually. <laughs> um, so um, you have, uh, you've got, you've had six tour wins, you, um, and and then since then you've, you were, uh, you run the San Antonio golf club well yeah that or, was that was a piece of it yeah the uh let me see my tour life uh which uh was 14 uh formal years of playing on the pga golf tour yeah. but you know that combined with uh you know being born into a golf family and <clears throat> you know really growing up in golf really uh, much like you know your exposure to horses and falling in love with the, the the horse dream i was uh exposed to golf at an early age and you know there are a lot of steps to eventually play uh high level golf which is uh, the professional golf tour so where did you get like so who introduced you to golf well, my uh family well i was born into a golf family air force uh i was a air force brat but my dad was a very good player my brother i have two brothers but uh, my middle brother is a very good player, and I picked the game up from them like a little kid. I'd follow them around, huh. and man, heck, I wanted to be a part of uh, playing, but, uh, you know, hitting golf balls, shagging golf balls, you know, just hanging out with them. But, uh, you know, we, uh, all of us were competitively strong. You know, we had a had a, a chord in us that we liked to, you know, we liked the thrill of winning and yeah. the agony of losing that type of type <laughs> deal. But uh, the fact of the matter is we had good, uh, I say we, you know, all of our family, good, good athletes, good eye hand. And I picked up the game, uh, really, uh, right off the bat. I mean, I, I could do it. Uh, it's a complicated really? game. Like anything, once you, uh, progress in it. It, it is if you want to do it well. Yeah, you know, there's comp- it, it can be complicated, but I could I could do it right off the bat. Naturally, I was able to play golf, and hmm. um, I think a, a lot of that was just being around it, watching it. But uh, you know, I uh, who was your first coach? Was your like your dad? Well, really, yeah, he and my brother, and uh, I think I would more just uh, compartmentalize or think of that as me watching them do it. I yeah. kind of grew into the game, but formally, yeah, I visualize. I, I I learned through watching other people too. I'm a real visual learner. I, 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 I as well. I, I mimic. I like that was something that I was. I kind of I couldn't understand a lot of it, but I could mimic what it was doing, and that mimic would teach me a lot. Hundred uh, percent. I think uh, some are, if you call that kinetic or type learning or mm-hmm. feeling and that type. I think that was me. I wasn't. You know, I was a little bit less uh, somebody telling me how to do it. Uh, but be that as it may, I uh, uh, the golf profession has PGA golf professionals that teach the game and run golf operations, sure. whatever. But well, I grew up in East Texas after my dad retired in Texarkana and 
there was a PGA golf professional up there. His name was Jerry Robison. And uh, he really wasn't particularly uh, a guy that liked kids that much, but he saw that I had some <laughs> golf talent. And uh, he really, uh, I think, as I reflect back on it, ultimately kind of vicariously lived his uh, uh-huh. his playing kind of career type golf life through me and he poured his life into me invested a lot of time like a second father type deal but um he brought me along and developed me uh from what i would call a golfer that could play golf into a player and he had great uh vision for where i might could take my talent and ultimately that uh, led me through high school, then went to college on a golf scholarship at the University of Houston. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the great dream was to play the tour. That's uh, that's where I wanted to be. And that's where uh, he kind of channeled all of his efforts into forming uh, me into a player that could uh, reach that goal. And, so uh, he really had, like, so when he started to see what you had in your talent and you had the want to on the other end also, um, he really, like, had it like set up a plan oh, to no, get there. No doubt. And it was really? really kind of brilliant, first of all and foremost. Uh, and, and I had supportive parents that allowed him to kind of move me in and out of, of this learning process. But probably in your game, like I would say any learning game, if somebody makes it fun for you, mm-hmm. man, there's an element of that that you just, uh, just, you know, you're all in and he made it fun for me. Wow. And to be, to some degree, he actually, uh, so much. So, uh, he was teaching me, but in a fun environment and, you know, from, uh, teaching me how to lose, how to win and everything in between, how to handle it, the mental part of it, oh, how to play. Been, that's crazy. Cause I've been bad at that. Yeah. Um, as far as coach wise, like, um, for a long time, Right. Um, I, I was a lot more focused on like me getting where I was going to go and what I was doing in my career and whatever else. And then, um, I kind of got into doing uh, some of the youth and I was doing the youth for a while. And I really, um, I did that really poorly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was, I, I didn't make it fun. I didn't make it that. And I, and I had to learn how to, I actually learned it, um, with my, my little girl. I've got, uh, my youngest is, uh, she's now 11. So she's um, she's on the brink of a teenager. It's driving oh gosh, me crazy. Good luck. Yeah, good I luck. Yeah. And I'm just trying my hardest to keep her doing as much horses up as I can. We all are God's favor. Rest <laughs> on you, brother. No, it's terrible. She's um, she's she's cute as a button, and she's outgoing, and she's funny, and she's everything that you know. Probably you know a, a lot of things that I was, and that's what scares me the most. She'll <laughs> um, be fine. She'll uh, be fine. Uh, but. Um, I got to doing it with her and I wanted so much for her to do well with it that, um, I started making it terrible. Mm -hmm. I I didn't, and that was, uh, and I saw that in some of my other youth too. And so I had to really kind of, uh, I really had to kind of redirect that. And that's cool to see that somebody like what that impact somebody has in making, continue to make it fun because you can make that not fun, even though it is something fun. Absolutely. And, and I would, uh, Probably in the middle of it is, is as being brought along. I'm not under, uh, sure I understood it, you know, reflecting why. Sure. Well, this is, but I, it was, it was absolutely something that I wanted to do. And, you know, you give an athlete some, uh, you know, some 
some want to and mm-hmm. some uh, the environment to uh, thrive in encouragement and encouragement yeah, yeah you've got a uh, you, you, you've got a, a chance you've got a possibility of going somewhere that's but, so much more important at the beginning I mean I mean not that it's not important at the end of the game too but yeah. um, but boy it is really um, that's where you find the love. Of a, of a whatever the event is, yeah, no, no doubt that you you do have the activity, the sport, whatever you gravitate toward. But you know, uh, with a little, with some years on on you and <laughs> a little bit of wisdom, hopefully you you understand it's the important people that you uh, were placed uh, in your path, God put in your in your path along the way that uh, you know you're uh, forever blessed by that. I mean, you know. Uh, we can we can take things on ourselves, but uh, the encouragement and the expertise of others that uh, that guide us along very very important. And I, you know, it fills your heart with a lot of gratitude uh, and certainly joy that uh, these people chose to invest some time in you. And this this East Texas golf professional who actually did he 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 played uh, the game uh, professionally as well, but just couldn't get there. I mean he right. uh, he's a good player, but uh, there are a jillion of them that never get there, and he was one of those. So he sh- uh, shipped out to be a golf professional. I, that's fun. It's funny, uh, you know. You see the view from the outside, and then you see the view from the inside a lot of times, and um, and you really like me looking back now. I think that. Um, I'm at a point in in my career where I can make so much more of an impact than I ever did mm-hmm. any other time by not not, uh, not that I have to go win another, you know, competition um, because it's the same next year there's another one and next year is another one. But it's the impact that I, it's, it's almost kind of funny that we have... I question myself, right, as to have we created a society of men who are so involved in reaching their goals again that we're losing our impact on the youth, you know, by not investing, you know, what we've learned into that youth because we we still measure ourselves by what, you know, the outside measures. Oh, gosh, yeah. uh, too, uh, right? The performance and the opinions of others, oh. uh, our identity, it's, you know, yeah. which is uh, what we spend a lifetime you know, as learners, that hopefully learning how to uh, move away from that and right. where our identity truly lies. I think too that that one of the big things is realizing. So I got a question for you on it. Like, a, what? How was the impact on you? Like, do you remember more of your greatest losses, or do you remember more of your greatest victories? Oh, that's a good one. That's a great question. There. Uh, I'm kind of one of the ones that um, I believe I could. Golly, let me let me think of how I'm going to put that. <laughs> it, it it hurt more to lose than yeah. it, it, it felt good to win. That's that's a uh, that's a competitive level that. Uh, oh boy, it, you know, ha- hating to lose can. Uh, Boy, it can either ship you out or or learn from it to uh, to to continue to move forward and, For and sure. use it, use that in a healthy way. But uh, that is the deal; is the healthy way, right? Pardon me. Is, that's the deal. It's like figuring out the oh, healthy yeah, way absolutely. to use that. Because you you, you know uh, there come there, there's a lot that comes along with winning and losing, and 
uh, again, uh, it, it, it's the process, so right. to speak, the, this whole process we're involved in. But uh, golf is one of the uh, all athletics, really anything, uh, because we're all headed in the same direction. We, we, <laughs> we strive for things that maybe aren't that fulfilling uh, yeah. and, and, and accomplishment and all the all the stuff and you know we we spend a lifetime trying to learn really what is fulfilling and yeah um but that be be, be that as it may uh, uh a competitor in in high prof, profile sports will uh you know be tested at every level i'm uh, you know how are you going to handle winning how are you going to handle losing and yeah. You know, uh, losing, frankly, uh, has a way of uh, flushing out the, you know, if you say weak, but uh, those that aren't willing to hang in there and right. uh, and learn from it. But uh, that's that's kind of the, I think, the nature of. I've, I ref- have reframed my <clears throat> my thoughts on losing, or at least I'm attempting to, because in all honesty, I still hate to lose, oh, yeah. you know, and I don't think anybody doesn't hate to lose. Show, show me um, somebody that doesn't, and I'll show yeah. you a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and, but I think it's really, it's it was an eye-opener to me to realize that every loss was and every struggle that I went through hardship or you know whatever were always that's where I grew anyhow mm. like so I never the win the win was a great reward at something but it was that reward would have never come without the loss to learn from absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. the uh and the interesting uh <clears throat> thing about that is that uh the, the process of learning and usually it does it happens out in the valleys and the in the yeah. hard stuff and and uh, we don't realize certainly at the time uh, the benefit that that right. ultimately can pay off but and you would know this as well as anybody winning a, a, a horse what, what, your world and, and horsemanship whatever it may be as you drive out of that parking lot it's a fleeting it's a fleeting deal. <laughs> I mean, you know, that doesn't, it satisfies temporarily, but yeah. it's not long lasting satisfaction because frankly, the world is going to tell you, what are you going to do today for, what, how are you going to follow that up? Yeah. I'll never forget. Uh, this is maybe way forward to where you want to get in this conversation. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a, a, in the top of the world, on, on top of the world and in, in, in the golf world, professionally speaking, uh, and uh, accomplished about anything that anybody would want to accomplish in a, in a one year time frame, winning seven times around the world, voted the best player in the world, this and that, all the great accolades. Yeah, having exactly experience a major high. Well, it was, and man, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on top of the world. I'll never forget the following year, uh, beginning the tour again, of which it's everybody starts out dead even, <laughs> and I tee it up in the first tournament recognized, introduced uh, on the first tee, the, the first tournament of the following year, Bill Rogers, British Open champion, 1981 player of the year. And I can remember feeling as though the weight of the world falling right on my shoulders. And I saying to myself, subconsciously, consciously, I've got to do this again. I've got to validate what I did the previous year, which is, 
you know, you talk about something. At the bottom of the hill again. Oh, you're talking about something that'll clip you out, take your legs out from under you. But uh, that was my fear. That as a competitor, boy, you're you're only as good as what you can uh, what you can show the world today. And that's a tough standard to live to. Good is never good enough. And enough is not enough. And and having perspective, I think, is is really key. Being able. being able to find that perspective. I remember I was at a show once and we were sitting, I was sitting with a group of guys and, um, and we were talking about, you know, who had the, the, the one for this year, who was, who's got it. Right. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, we're sitting and talking ones like, you know, oh, you're, you're riding a, you know, you're riding a smoking one this year. And like, you, you know, think you got a shot and whatever. And, and everybody's kind of just, you know, BSing around and stuff. And, and what I think is from the outside, a lot of people don't realize the camaraderie between the competitors that we all want to win, but we all like each other too, yeah. right? And there's a there's a bond there because we're all in the same boat, right? And uh, and one of the guys said, "Yeah, but you know what? We're all even on Monday." Yeah, <laughs> it was so yeah. true. You know, you just that one show, and you know, you can put that upon yourself, or you can allow somebody else to put that on you. But you know, having perspective to realize that you know on Monday. We're all even again. Absolutely. We're just right back there again. And, you know, if you can't get the grasp of that, you're going to have a hard time, yeah. really hard time. Well, I think if you, uh, if we're uh, speaking from a spiritual perspective, uh, you know, uh, I, th- I think to, to understand this, it's hard to, uh, hard to, as a 29 year old, a young man, and has got, everything from success to money you know it's a, a dangerous recipe oh, i mean yeah. honestly and you're bulletproof and and a lots of uh lots of examples out there a lot of folks that have dealt with this have reached the pinnacle and uh man it's a you, you don't mind thinking a lot of yourself and it's all about me a world all about me mm-hmm. and everybody's telling you how great you are and this and that and you just uh you know, you believe in all uh, all your own press, and you know there. You know, you just like, like I said, your ego, and you can't fit in many rooms. It, it's just, uh, it's just really kind of uh, almost uh, self focus, selfish, running amok, and it, it's yeah. dangerous, very dangerous. And I, you know, I've found, uh, you know, and with the gift of of uh, some years and and some wonderful people having come along. Uh, it later, you know, this later part of life that, uh, you know, there's a, there, there's a bigger perspective, a bigger game in play here, uh, that, uh, maybe you can use what, what happened in, in that success mode and having, you know, the trying to get there, you, you might be able to, uh, share that in a proper way that might, might give some people some hope and some joy and some peace along the way. And I yeah. think that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. 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 I think that that is, um, I think a lot of times all of us can, no matter what it is, you know, we can get so lost on the big picture, yeah. you know, it's, and because of, you know, self is a really screwy thing. Right. <laughs> it's a tempting what, what a study. What a study. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard once before uh, that was that I like me and I like a whole lot of me. Oh, and, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and it, let's that's talk what, about yeah. let's talk about me some more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, I think that's the tempting part, right? I think that's the the you know it's the original sin. 
Yeah, right? Absolutely. It's it's no so much the original sin, yeah. right? That it was, you know, it's about me. Declared our independence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, the, uh, uh, oh, golly, the, uh, the direction you can, you can take off and all this. I, and, yeah. and I speak from experience and you, you know, I love that almighty dollar too. Golly, oh. man, I would, I would chase it down more as opportunities, mm-hmm. uh, came forward, man, if it involved getting more, uh, you know, I went for it and just completely misguided mm-hmm. because heck I wanted all the stuff. I went to the gusto, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and boy, there was plenty of opportunity and, in our game, uh, that involved traveling all over the world. Uh, yeah. I mean, man, there's not a corner of the earth I didn't visit. Uh, is a is a is a what they call an open champion, a British Open champion. Mm-hmm. Man, it's you're kind of the world's champion, and wow. anybody that's uh, got anything to do with golf, you know, wanted you and wanted to see who this was and who the new. Uh, open champion was, but I didn't disappoint, man. I went for it, and ultimately <laughs> that had. Yeah. Um, Frankly, uh, uh, there was an aspect of that that really kind of uh, drew me away from. I lost the, the 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 true beauty of the game and the the process, and I lo- lost all perspective of that. Mm-hmm. Man, I was uh, I was in it for me. I wanted wanted it big, and you know, kind of lost a love for the game. Actually, I mean, got got in a real dark place about it. Actually, mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, I was a slow learner. I had to bump up uh, against all the all the obstacles and yeah i'm good at banging my head against things hard things it's a good thing i've got a hard head because i do bang it quite often <laughs> yeah i'm not want to mislead anybody too i'm uh more still a a work in progress a slow yeah. you know learner and uh but that's a good place to be actually and, you know it it's um i'm i i have to remind myself that i'm um i'm very happy that i'm still here and worthy of the trials and worthy of of, you know, the process of thinking it and, 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 a, you know, move in that direction. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, so now in, um, in your career, um, so you, I'm curious about your coaching with the UTSA golf team and, and that deal, because that's, I think, um, a kind of where I'm at a point of is being, you know, teaching and coaching that end of, yeah. uh, and put pouring into others, right? Yeah. Like, um, like it's just, I'm lucky enough to still be doing it, still have the love for doing it. I still am continuing to go and compete and show mm-hmm. because it's, I think it's where I grow the most yeah. is, is, and unfortunately, uh, you know, some of my growth really comes from losing <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, uh, but it does, it push, it pushes me back to what's important and, and getting to share that with other ones that, you know, finding their love for it and continuing to grow in, in their learning yeah. on it. So, um, getting to invest into that age group, that's gotta be a lot of fun. It's yeah. really rewarding, huh? High, high calling business. I, yeah. I, I don't know that the coaching business, uh, and there's a, that might come in a lot of shapes and forms, but in the sports world, uh, Coaching is a high calling business. You have the opportunity, uh, especially in this day and time when, boy, you are up against a whole lot of young men and women that may have not had uh, ideal leadership from, Mm -hmm. you know, be it parental, uh, siblings, whatever. But uh, anyway, it it is so important to have opportunity to speak into young men and women's lives. And that's 
was the real cherished uh, turf I was in when I was at UTSA uh, as a, it, helping in the men's and women's golf uh, programs there. And uh, heck, you could always talk about, you know, teach them some golf skills about playing, sure. about, you know, some of the finer deals, so, you know, this, that strategy, the whole, we know that almost secondhand, but golly, you could, uh, you could pick. And that was part of my challenge in this new world where I was uh, in that, uh, in that arena that, you know, picking your uh, and choosing your the right moments to uh, speak to these uh, kids. You know, perceive, that's an art in itself. Well, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I I can I can get to talking. I can get off on rabbit rabbit trails, and I can get way out of out of bounds. But mm-hmm. I I, um, I think it was God trying to trying to show me uh, we're going to work on your patience and your. Uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, we, we've got some refinement to do at this uh, chapter of life. Let, let's uh, put you in front of some young men and women and uh, teach you a little bit about, uh, you know, how to encourage them, how to love them, how to, uh, you know, uh, deal with uh, uh, some of the issues that they're dealing with. Uh, you know, uh, learning to be a giver rather than a taker. And mm-hmm. I think that that, uh, that was the beauty of that little season of life. I did it for six and a half years. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of, um, you know, as I say it, just a distinct chapter in my life story, so to speak. And I, I, I just cherish uh, the idea that, and when boy, when occasionally you'll see on your phone a uh, caller ID, one of them calls back to say, you know, yeah. maybe even ask for some advice or just to check in, uh, I think you're, you're rewarded. God rewards that. Isn't that so cool? Mm -hmm. I really, that's, you know, it's funny when I'm looking at, um, when I, I kind of equate and look into like leadership and I thought, you know, there's times where I thought that I was leading because I was leading, um, in, you know, accomplishing something or whatever else. And boy, the leadership is, so I always say that our, a, a true, good example of leadership is is a sacrificial leadership right and our greatest example of a sacrificial leadership is christ and there's no other that was a greater example of that and we revere those who sacrifice their lives for our freedom and sacrifice our life their lives for what's right and standing up in it in spite of whatever it the consequences might be um and being able to take youth and, and be able to pour into their lives from a point of experience. You know, like you've been now, you start to realize, like I would imagine where you were at in that point, um, we never, looking back, I didn't put the importance on the, the coach, right? It was, oh. It's such an unsung, sacrificial uh, position. But God, is that so important? And you can't lead and be a coach in that position without understanding the loss part like you can you could coach from a winning position with no loss and you'll never inspire the others the way that the ones that understand the the position of building up from the bottom and dealing with the the loss that's more important than any oh, of yeah. it, right? So so well said because we're going to lose a lot more than we're going to win. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'd like to, uh, speaking of that, I know you're talking about off off topic here, but I'd like to uh, have an interview with Trevor Lawrence, the uh, Clemson quarterback that never lost, you know, and that yeah. he, he's in, he's 
lost a bunch. And uh, anyway, I'll bet, he, I'll bet that he's learning a, a whole lot and, he, and will only uh, be better because of it. That, I know, right? But, like, yeah, be that. He would never have been like where he's really, I, you almost want to reach out and speak into his life, you know, at a point where they're at that, where you can go like, hey, you know, so this is where the big stuff yeah, is. Right? I think just naturally, you know, if we're, you know, he's, he's, uh, he'll probably pick up a lot just on his own, but I'm sure he's probably got some pretty good, uh, yeah. people around him speaking into his life to, but yeah, we're going to, uh, we're going to learn more, uh, back to, well, I think we commented before from, from the losing aspect, but, uh, uh, young, young men and women, and this is, uh, college young men and women i mean yeah. obviously even younger than that but they're vulnerable and especially in a crazy upside down world i i, yeah. I don't know i just it, it, it we and we we i hope we don't get off and <laughs> that was a good but uh boy they are challenged is every day they wake up when the lights come on they are challenged with so much and from an athlete's perspective they have so many on a daily uh, on a daily, uh, uh, you know, every day they wake up, but right. they have so many people speaking into their lives that, that it's just, uh, and, and, uh, that includes the, all the phone business and social media. But when you start talking about it from a, uh, a student athlete standpoint, you have coaches, professors, teammates, your actual swing coach, mental coach, golf related, mm -hmm. you, you know, those that are, you, you may have, you may have 20, 50 people inundating you with something on a daily basis. And to filter all of that in a productive way is, uh, there is over, overwhelming. And, you know, at the end of the day, all we're seeking, if there's anything that you and I've learned, gosh, the joy of rest and peace and, mm -hmm. and, and joy and to find little snippets of that along the way for these young people is a real challenge. And, uh, and so, isn't that the, the, isn't that the draw to winning, right? Is that there's that small certain section of the, there was, everything was so cool and so close to right. And we see that it was like, it was fleeting and it was, it was, you know, it was temporary and maybe it lasted for a day before or a month or two before we still realize we're back on the same crazy train again. But, um, I think something that I've realized with the horses is that, so I can take a really good athlete as far as a horse, but if I don't, and I can get them to to do the big maneuvers and stuff, but if I'm not, if I don't really pay attention to the really solid foundation, fundamentals, right? Yeah. The fundamentals, then I don't have a basis for the understanding of what what really, and I can't fix things, yeah. right? I can't write them, and I think that's something that being able to speak and 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 have younger people um, really process their thinking not telling them what they should know but giving them the opportunity to to dissect what truth is or dissect what is real in in reality um so that they can come to an understanding of you know reality in their yeah. own right is not being done we're being they're feeding them and everything's feeding them what they perceive to be reality or whatever yeah. And, um, 
And I think that's one of my objects that I really, the one of the things that I really want to set in with my kids mm-hmm. is, is really giving them a solid foundation for what real reality is, you know, yeah. and not allowing everybody else to dictate what yeah. reality is. Well, if you, if you, if you're not steeped, armed with the truth, then you'll believe in anything. You'll follow it's anything. And so I think true. that, uh, we, like I said, I don't think it's the time to go into all that. But if, if the fundamentals of truth aren't ingrained in you, uh, you, you you're, you're gonna, um, uh, you're gonna be in the struggle and not, uh, probably not know how to. Yeah. I would think that it's the same thing with, um, with golf that if not, it's why so many different little gimmicks always sell. Oh, yeah. Right? It's like sure. there's a new club or it's we, a new this or it's a new that. And it really, it's your shortcut. Swing. Yeah. It's, Everything's it's, a shortcut. Yeah. Well, I can compensate for your lacking here by doing by doing this, right? And so we run down rabbit trails or we run down a snake oil sales and, and it's there's big money in it, right? Yes, sir. Um, and, uh, but the truth is, you know, the having your head on right and being loose in your swing, you know, I had a... Um, I read, so the the mental aspect of competition, I love learning oh, more yeah. about that, right? Um, and it's huge in the horses, right? Um, one of the things, there's not a lot of, a lot of the horsemen and horse trainers don't have enough money to be able to go and buy, you know, or pay for, you know, a sports psychology or getting a hold of somebody that can really understands the mental game of yeah. things. And so, um, but there is enough people that have money in golf that, would um that would be able to hire someone mm-hmm. and so um there's a lot more books written on the mental yeah. game of golf than there is on horsemanship yeah. um one of the hard things with golf or with horses is that um we're not dealing with an inanimate object we're dealing with something that's a thinking breathing too mm-hmm. right so now it's it's not only a role of comp- competitor but it's coach and competitor at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so it may, it's almost like makes the mental game even tougher to be able to deal with because there's a sense of somewhat uncontrollable control that I've got to do from a, you know, it's the hardest thing of being a coach on the sideline and, and just biting your nails and going, Oh, just let me go do it. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of the same thing that the restraining yourself and allowing the horse to be able to compete at the high level in the horses. So, um, I read a bunch of books on it and the, the grip and of the golfer was one of the things that, um, a grip of the club was one of the things that was, that really stood out to me because that's my control thing. And I have that and realizing that I did it was probably the biggest eye opener to me was realizing that my grip was so tight around the reins of the horse and having the knowledge of doing it, then I can do something about it. My game, uh, the golf game. uh, You know, there's so many parallels, obviously. But uh, you know, the the one thing is that you've got a you've got a living, breathing animal that is wanting to control things as well. But the 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 crux of it is is the uh, good fundamentals instilled properly will give someone something every opportunity to be as good as they can possibly be it's the opportunity the, the opportunity yes. and i can tell you golf related uh and there uh, you know you start off with poor grip which is the fundamental foundation uh obviously because you're that's what we're holding on to our <laughs> performance item you right. know or element and boy you uh you start somebody off with a compromised grip 
and it, it's usually a lifetime struggle uh, uh-huh. in, in, in ensues. I mean, it's just all uh, the nature of it. Your uh, your body, every motion uh, emanates out of a grip. Proper grip will allow a person. There, there's obviously other fundamentals involved, but uh, proper grip uh, usually forms up. A, a motion that uh, that that can then be uh, moved, adjusted, whatever to become the best it can be. But bad grip, you're in for a lifelong struggle. It uh, yeah. we could go on forever on yeah, just, just that. Yeah. Well, so I so my other question to you is um, that kind of just run me off on it. So um, so when you when you won the cha- the Open Championship. That was 54 holes. 72. 72, yeah, yeah. 72 holes. So that's, so one of the things that's cra- crazy to me is, right, is that um, in, in um, like something, in other, one of the events that we do or that, that, that the horse industry does is, is barrel racing or roping. And there's a mental part to that that's really, you know, at any level, the mental part is really tough. But, um, but they're in the pen for, in, in performing for literally under 20 seconds. You know, most of your, uh, high level ropers, it's under 10 seconds, under seven seconds. I mean, it's like crazy, right? And all of it handle is on that seven seconds, right? Then you have something like, um, like basketball where they're playing for a couple of hours. Yeah. But you have a team around you, so you have support. If you miss a couple of shots, you, you know, like you're not the one handling yeah. the ball all the time. All the eyes are not on you all the time. It's not every one of them counts. But for 70 holes and every single one counts over days. Yeah. Like that. So I'm really curious because that has got to be like a whole nother level. That's the thing I think is so, so intriguing to me about golf is the level of one of the things that I look for in a horse, right? People go, well, do you want a really athletic? Do you want a really smart horse that's really intelligent to do? I actually, what I look for in a horse is the dumb jock that is just so like, oh, okay, let's go do it again, right? And so it's almost like I would like to have that thought in my head of, no, so we get to go again. And that's what I'd strive for. Is to find the joy in it, but I almost like it. I, the more I I try to concentrate on that, I concentrate on the other. Yeah. How? What? What was your like your mental routine or your um, your feelings of that in 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 throughout that whole week? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It, it's it's interesting. You sit there, and I have a jillion, uh, no less than a. I see a million thoughts run through my mind as you're because, and it, it is, it's, it, it's, it's a lifetime. It's an evolution of yeah. learning through experience and, and just going to the post and, and, uh, you know, is one of, one of our, uh, great golf, uh, uh, idol, so to speak, uh, Gary Player. You might have heard that name before, mm-hmm. but he was, uh, one of the real distinct, uh, uh, players on the tour that played for many years and was very well respected, very successful, won a lot of major championships. And one of the things that he always said is you have to love adversity. You have to embrace adversity yeah. because uh, whether it's golf, horsemanship or whatever, you know, anybody can do the easy. Anybody can do it when it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's when you run into the 
the, the tough stuff, the adversity that will require all, uh, all the stuff you can muster up mentally to overcome adversity. Man, and, so that's... And, and it's a process you do. And it, wow. for, in my case... Uh, you know, the, uh, I, when I finally uh, recognized that I hated the way it tasted, I decided <laughs> to do something about it. Right. And I wasn't, uh, you know, do they call it stupidity when you continue to do the same things again and again? In <laughs> golf, it can be that you, you can run because you're going to invariably run into some of the same situations every time. Right. And are you going to break through this threshold or is it going to be an obstacle there for the rest of your life? And frankly, everybody doesn't get there. They, they, right. they, uh, they run into, uh, certain things in a golf round in a golf tournament. They can never break through. Hmm. And the great ones, uh, and I, that doesn't, I'm not including myself necessarily in that. I, I had a little, little moment of success and, uh, you know, in, in my career, but the ones that, uh, are, are able to break through these thresholds and, uh, not let adversity cripple them. Uh, uh, they're, they're the ones that, uh, you know, you read about and reach the very pinnacle of their game, but, you know, it's a, it's so a, it, that's, so my better, the better, there's question. not a magic, there's not a magic pill. It ain't no, it ain't a formula except because it's a fight. It hurts. Right. It, it hurts. It feel, it doesn't feel good. You uh, have, you know, the demons are always there. You can't, you know, are you going to, uh, and I was a hothead, man. I was strung up as tight and hot as anybody. And for years I would just give in to that, uh, to the mad dog and I couldn't, couldn't recover. Oh. You know, and if you can, if, if you, I'm there. I was oh, that. Gosh, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, can tell you how many hats I've crushed in the, in the loss. And how clubs I've broken. I mean, yeah, <laughs> stuff like the same thing. Yeah. But if you're, uh, if you don't have that, uh, you know, that cord that runs through you that cares. I mean, you know, you're not going to, yeah. you may not even get to the arena, but. But so, yeah, it's not, it's not that you don't want to have that, right? It's embracing yeah, that. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think God loves excellence in us too. And, sure. it, and excellence requires, uh, not letting the, uh, letting these demons overcome you and uh -huh. to learn how to go to a golf tournament, a golf round, a golf shot and play freely. I mean, you know, and we have the great example, you you know, Jesus, I mean, gosh, uh, I'll guarantee it. If he was on the first tee, he's going to play freely. He's going to hold the club lightly mm -hmm. and he's going to, he's going to move through it freely, not encumbered with all the anxiety that we are great at putting on our ourselves but the 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 uh the final frontier as i call it is uh you know kind of the the, the mental part of it because if you reach a certain level of horsemanship or golf or you know you can do the motion you can do the sure. riding you can do but boy uh you know what your weaknesses are what your strengths how are you going to work through the adversity something might happen during a perform a horse uh competition or whatever and is that going and you I'll guarantee you'd be able to name a handful of people that the probably the same things dismantle a, a certain competitor every single time um I watch it really well in in tennis I see it where you can see some of the young players and you're like mm, okay so they got, he's there he's right yeah. there where he's at right now he's like oh come on like you got to wipe it clean it's a clean slate yeah. like it is so so evident in the tennis game I love to watch yeah. tennis by the way there but the the ultimate uh you know uh place you want to be is where uh, you, you, you can, uh, inexperience is a great teacher that you can walk through these things and it does, does not impact 
in our game, the next shot, yes, the next hole, the next tournament, you know, because man, sometimes you can hang on to these things uh, physically, anxiety, the anxiety and the anger type stuff, and it can, and, and unfortunately, we know where that spills over yeah. into the yeah. household, the parenting, the the marriage, everything. I mean, you know, yeah. so Not that's true. multi multifaceted. Uh, stalk, talking about uh, one thing, one that I uh, hold on to, and it was spoken from a, a sports psychologist that I revere. He is well known, not only in the sport, uh, golf sports world, but pa- basketball, a lot of sports, a lot of high business people. He said, how are you going to play the best when it means the most? And he has formulas, so to speak, from uh, having observed and from a psychology standpoint of how to fight through this to be your best when it means the most. And that's where we want to be. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're the final, final round, final, uh, yeah. and it's even in life. It's like all, it's so, so that's something that I've, I, I really, really enjoy, right. Is also finding truth in creation, right. And, and, in, in everything that you see and around you, there's the, there's truth and there's revelatory stuff in everything that we do that teaches us more and more about life, right? And so that's great if I can win that and I go and put that into the, the next golf game. But like, man, how do I apply that into the next time I talk to my wife yeah. so I can be successful in that area? And But if I think about it, I, I if I make sense of it to where it's, it's something pertinent, I can actually apply that to the rest of my life, too. Because I, I drag it. I drag the loss into the into my Absolutely. house, too. I believe God placed in our hearts the longings of wanting to be great husbands, great fathers, yeah. brave, courageous, bold uh, individuals. And sometimes we shellac over that heart stuff, that deep reset by so much of, you know, what the world's telling us we mm. should be. And we do want to be, uh, we do, we do want to be, uh, the best we can be, you know, for, 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 for him yeah. for, and, and him alone, actually all the glory goes, but, uh, yeah. And you know, it's, it's, uh, that's something because that's, it, it's, it's incredible that, that, you know, men, it's incredible that, that he gave us. A, a companion that is that is so opposite of what we are that is so willing to forgive mm. <laughs> that, that stuff that I do. Oh, yeah. um, it's just and you know and that's so that's what I see in the horse right as I see something that is so willing to forgive right the the frustration the me trying to like strangle one to do it harder and faster yeah. and then i come back up the next day and they 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 they're going to show it to me they're going to tell me they're going to telling me exactly what i'm doing wrong they're, because the way that they react and because they're so honest and true and so much of yeah. the stuff that they do um it's just it's my it's me having the desire to seek that out and find out what it is that's going to change that um and that i think is what's that in, introspective is what makes a great coach. Like, I think that's one that it's, it is one of the unsung guys, right? That man. A great, so I'm curious to, to know what is the, what is the caddy's role? Because that's something that, um, speaking of unsung, oh, right. right? Like uh, the importance of somebody like that. Yeah. So, uh, and in some cases, you know, the, the, the true servant, uh, you know, they're, they're really, somewhat in a uh, subservient type posture. Sure. But I want to tell you, um, 
And is it that is leadership, right? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, very important. Uh, you know, who gets all the accolades of players, certainly. Sure. But I, I would tell you, caddies, uh, and I was one that uh, would be quick to say my caddy had a very, very important part in 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 anything that I did of consequence. Uh, uh, I relied on him. I trusted him. Who was your caddy? Well, his, his name was John Griffith. I and I didn't. I, I had many caddies, but the, uh, in 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 a in the good good run I had when I played the tour, mm-hmm. he he was he was my caddy. But uh, interestingly enough, he knew me better than I knew me, yeah. and and he was so helpful in the. Uh, you know, when things got tough, he knew what to say, what not to say. Yeah. He knew, uh, no, he, he, uh, like I said, he knew my tendency. He knew where, where I could, uh, get, get, uh, off on a kind of a, uh, you know, on a rep and he knew how to reel me back in, but mm-hmm. very important to, in the professional game, caddies are so important and they are really kind of, uh, well spoken of, uh, certainly in golf commentary and, and, and how a player, uh, they're involved in his success very, very much. Uh, they have a lot to, uh, a lot of uh, obligation. The big role to play. The big yeah. role to play. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, huh. very important. Yeah. So if somebody was going to be a caddy, like how would you go about doing? I'm curious, how does somebody yeah. get to be that part? Right. I mean, I know the the the, the um, process I would imagine I could figure some of the stuff out on how to you know head my way towards a, a top golfer pro golfer mm-hmm. or at least you know you know heading through college and whatever else but like what's the what's the prerequisite where do you, how do you get started in or how did you even find one yeah well honestly if we're talking about the uh, a high level caddy in the professional right. yes. game yeah, yeah yeah usually I'm gonna bet well I, I'm I'd almost be willing to say a hundred percent you know it's it's someone that has been in golf, you know, for, for, for a lot of years. In fact, I'd say the majority of them are very good players, have even tried to play professionally, mm-hmm. didn't get there. So they found a role that uh, they could certainly be helpful to a player that uh, because they understood the game so well, know the game so well. And, uh, you know, and, and is it, uh, is you would maybe work through becoming a caddy for somebody, you know, it's kind of like a network deal. You know, yeah. I've got a friend, you know, like let's say Phil Mickelson's caddy has a friend that, uh, you know, was a player, very good player, uh, kind of finding himself trying to find his way. And somebody uh, on the tour needs a caddy and say, well, so-and-so, you know, is, uh-huh. and it, it's, uh, it's kind of a natural, uh, to be honest with you. And then, uh, the success of a player caddy uh, is is kind of the relationship anyway has to be that they're uh, you know they they're kind of symbiotic in the way they were right? sy- yeah. they're, they're in step with one another yeah and I, I say it a different way I mean you know the caddy in some regards maybe he knows the player but, uh, as as well as the player knows himself and yeah. you know can be the uh, you know kind of the sixth sense so to speak in the relationship but there's opportunity um, some people might uh, heck they're just trying to find their way and if they had any interest in golf they there are plenty of caddy opportunities with caddy organizations you know but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to end up in the professional game right. caddying for a big high profile professional that uh 
You know, it's it, they would very much uh, kind of categorize themselves as true professionals, and they are oh, I would imagine. because they uh, a lot's required of them. They're not just out there carrying the bag, uh, making decisions along the way with a player in a in a round of golf, but they're responsible for. Uh, I would say they would like. I, I was thinking, me thinking about that, right, is almost like a sort of a like a, a coaching role, but. Um, but not only just that, you know, being participant in it, but also like a, a caddy could really jack your brain. Oh, I mean, time. like they could really ruin your, your, your game too, big as time. much as, you know, as being, you know, pro, you know, helping in it too. So mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, having that deal that works together, it's a, it's a, it's gotta be another personality that's part like yours. It's gotta be somebody that knows the game and whatever, but also more than anything, just knows that, you know, like, no, like stop trying to use the nine, use the seven. And, you know, yeah. like I say, stop trying to do well, you, that. You, you, it, it, as a professional, you'll know, uh, if somebody's going to work out or not. And frankly, um, you know, I, I'd have to say this, you know, a caddy player relationship can go on for many, many, many years, long term relationships. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, the player spends more time with his caddy than he does his family. I mean, almost. Yeah. I mean, that can be, uh, in some cases, that's probably true. So you, you know, you're going to have your, your, uh, essentially a coworker. Uh, it, it is. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a working relationship. And boy, like a marriage, you have to work at it. You know, you, there's some tendencies that you don't like to say. It was in my case, like to see in my caddy, but I know there were some tendencies. He, but you, you work on that and you right. get through those things. And for it to be an effective working relationship, yeah, you have to understand one another. And, uh, if it if if it's all good, you know you can you can do some pretty incredible things, yeah, together. Yeah, hmm. yeah it's kind of um, it's neat. That, that's neat to see the I, I that's what I think I I really enjoy the most about sports all the way around. Like now now I'm all like I want I, I I used to uh, I I took up golf for a little while and I would play and practice once every probably seven months whether I needed it or not. I would practice. <laughs> That's about as bad as that's the extent of where my goal well, was. Sure, sure. I, 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 <laughs> but, uh, I get it. But uh, but I I did uh, I I really the intriguing part to me on that was um, was because I wanted to learn more about the sports the psychological part of yeah. the, of the game and and um, and I think I was I've been that kind of same guy where I was just I would get aggressive like I would just and I think more of it was because when I lost it was because i had a lack of control Mm. um when i couldn't control what and and that's been a kind of like a theme in my life um i got rewarded for being controlling Mm -hmm. i got um i i would uh I got told that I couldn't get a loan for my first um, building, my first barn, and I just put my head down and don't tell me I, I made don't it happen. Tell me I can't. Man. Yeah, and it was one of those deals that that the more that I did it, the more I got rewarded, mm-hmm. right? And then there was a point of diminishing returns that you know, like I would try to force everything, and um, even to the point of like with, even with with my wife that I would you know like I that that, that poor woman I've got a. You haven't met my wife, but she's like uh, right up there with Angel. <laughs> she's right there with them. I suspect so. Oh, uh, she's yeah. she's she's uh, she puts up with a lot, oh, lot. Um, but uh, 
But that was one of the things that I think was so um, uh, difficult for me was not trying to ramrod everything yeah. into, into place. Um, when you see that in a young player, um, when you see that tendency that you had in a young player, what's your what's what is your what's your advice, or what do you do you give them a way to work that out? Yeah, you uh, ultimately. Uh, that can be a very, very uh, strong quality in uh, certainly from a coachable standpoint or a teaching standpoint. And I would, uh, I, I just want to uh, reference that I, I, I fall way short. There are, there are a lot of people <laughs> that like, just because I did it six years, uh, you know, I'm not qualified on a lot of fronts to speak to you know, uh, a lot of what is involved in the coaching world. Sure. Uh, I, 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 to maybe even fall back to that initial conversation about that, I think uh, that I just saw that my role in that environment was that I was going to have some opportunity to speak some encouragement yes. in the kids, and not always relative to the, to the game of golf. So, but uh, coaches are... You know, they're involved with these personalities almost 24 7 because they're responsible for them, number one. And um, they, they, they have a lot to say into, you know, their, their academic life, their uh, certainly uh, their performance and their uh, what they're doing when uh, competitively. But then uh, hopefully they get that third element of which is. Uh, you know, developing some big, big thought perspective in their lives. But, uh, but it is right. I mean, that is every time you're speaking into somebody's life about their golf game, you're speaking into their life. too. I think so. I think so. And, and if anything, uh, much like yourself, I think that, uh, because of where you've been, what you've done, where I've been, what I've done, uh, we've had the great opportunity to develop a platform to, you know, have, uh, have these opportunities yes. to, to to speak into the kids, but you know uh, when when you see a kid that's strung highly and you know he's highly competitive, usually uh, that comes with a set of circumstances. I mean, <clears throat> they usually are uh, short fused and you know probably uh, have some anger issues that because I mean it and and you have to learn to control these things if you're able to get. Uh, and to move along in the process of becoming the best you can be, oh, yeah. and in every it's it's personality driven. Uh, but you know, sometimes you can you can uh, identify. Well, if you're going to continue to uh, every time you're you're faced with that situation, if you're going to continue to throw in the towel, then uh, you know we're we're never going to get past the, this hurdle. Yeah. You're going to have to accept it. You're going to have to recognize that what it does to you, not only mentally but physically, because you know sets of circumstances when it gets tough you know it makes us want to race you know everything wants to move a hundred miles an hour mm. faster than normal we have to learn to control emotions I mean yeah all of that stuff I think that that's one of the big teachers you have to understand at certain given moments in a round of golf in a, any kind of competition that you're gonna uh, you're gonna uh, run into situations that are going to cause you to race mentally blurred thinking, not clear thinking. And what, more often than not, what that'll uh, 
encourage us to do is just to kind of, oh, you know, this doesn't feel any good. I mean, I, you know, heck, I'll, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to hit the, you know, I'll, I, I won't go through my process of, of being the best I can for this next golf shot or for this next, you know, uh, whatever it may be. So, uh, man, that's really, so that's really insightful. I, um, you know, being able to, for, for, for me, it's like, uh, if I show one weekend, then I, I compete again the next weekend and, and, and I may have seven days and I have a month in between the next competition. Right. And, and mine's like a five minute competition. Yeah. So I've got, I've got a lot of lag time in between. And, um, and so, for me to, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to not live in the last show, right. And recover to get to the next, but there's a bigger amount of time. There's a month in between that, that I've got to process and And yours is in between each shot. Yeah, so right. you've literally exactly. got, you know, like minutes and yeah. then you've got to get back and recover and then get back yeah. to zero to go back and get your next swing. And <clears throat> I think something that's sad right now is that society in our world today is not telling um, the younger generation that they have to go through the struggles. They're That's almost right. being told that they don't have to. Right. And, um, but nobody's saying embrace the struggles and the struggles are where we all grow. And, uh, and so when you are facing that and you are dealing with that, what's a greater practice than to like every <laughs> seven, 10 minutes, you got to reco- recover and regroup yeah. and go back. I'm like, you can really, tra- if you, if you really do that, you can get yourself to do it a lot more regular to be able to do it. Mine's over a, a month to go and get back to where I'm at zero on that. And really where I get to do it is like when I walk in that gate, I, I've gotten now where I can be as nervous and worried and whatever else. When we'll walk through the gate, whenever I'm coming in, it's like, phew, goes oh man it's all gone now, and i love it now you talk about speaking similar language um you know all the all the stuff going on here yeah, yeah. just let me inside the ropes just let me inside the arena that's my home <laughs> it, that's where i want to be isn't that a I'm great a, place oh my gosh but you know and i think you know there's a that uh and you can't discount that kid-like love of uh of loving what you're doing oh. I, I just could not wait for long, long time, from the first time I picked up a golf club to, it certainly doesn't happen now, but I just couldn't wait to get in there and do it one more time. And uh, uh, as we call it, inside the ropes, but because there's no distraction, you, you, yeah, it's you, just like a you, tunnel vision. You you're out of you're it, in right? your own little vacuum, little mm-hmm. world. And sometimes the better you are to insulate yourself in this, when literally your concentration level, your your uh, level of involvement and focus is so good, you just have no clue. You don't see people. You don't, it's all a backdrop, but you're, it's the zone that we, you're, you're yeah. and, and that's a beautiful place to be. Gosh, it is sports, a beautiful place, sports, isn't it? psychologists are trying to recreate it so you can uh, be in there all the time. Not reality. Mm, no. no. There's going you got to get out of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you're, actually, you're, a, you're a zombie. You're weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's a, uh, that, that's good, good stuff. There's a lot of, it's uh, a beautiful place. It, it is. It really but, is. Know, um, in my game, uh, there were a lot of reasons, like I said, that eventually uh, gravitated out of it. A lot of factors self-inflicted, no doubt about it. Yeah. But uh, there, there's uh, along the way, certainly doing anything long term, you almost have to recreate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't. 
that that little uh, some people I think hey, we've got a handful of players that really uh, have been the greatest that ever played the game that. Uh, not that they didn't recreate their love, but they had this genuine love and passion to play play the game competitively and professionally that just drove them, and they just could do it forever. If and So look, those are fun to watch, right? So there's yeah. guys that do that, that have that, and that beat themselves up the whole time. And those are not like necessarily like where you want it to no. see. But you have the other ones that have the true youthful joy like you see the joy in some of those yeah. guys that just, you know, is so ecstatic over getting to be able to get back in there and play and do. And um, it, it's almost like the guy that all the other players love more than he loves himself. <laughs> right? player, how about Roger Federer? Yes, exactly. Let me tell you, everybody wants to be a Roger Federer. I mean, I don't know that any sportsman has ever done it more beautifully. Than, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, he's got. And I don't know where he is spiritually. I don't know, but he he seems to have such a great grasp on uh, and, a, and a great perspective on who he is, where he is, the game he plays. And boy, if you wanted to ever look in of an example of how to carry yourself through uh, through through you know high profile uh, yeah. living, it, Roger in his, his has been crazy high profile yeah. for such an extended long period yeah. of time. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be a hard place to be in for me would be a hard place to be and keep perspective on reality. Yeah. That would be so hard. That would be a, a, that would be, you know, you almost have to be like making your, a certain part of your life behind the ropes too. Oh, right? Lord, like yeah. you would have to insulate yourself on, um, I, I expect, I would imagine too, maybe now for kids that young people that are, <clears throat> I find myself calling people kids now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> At that age. But um, but that you um, you almost have to create and insulate yourself from social media, too. Like, I know that I put myself out there a few times or quite often now on, on social media to – it's a place to advertise now. I mean, I don't, there's no other place to really, you know, that's going to reach the way you're going to reach and the kind of audience that you want to want to be a part of. And um, But at the same time, um, it's – I can see a place where I would – get further into that and I'll turn the comments off because I just, I'm going to insulate that. Yeah. I don't like, I don't want to play with the what ifs and the weird, you know, silly stuff. And I'm just, I, I have no desire to do that. I don't want to join in on that. And so I would imagine on a young person nowadays to, 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 to shut that off or create parameters for yourself. I do that to my, with my horses and stuff, certain things like I know <clears throat> if I put pressure on a horse in a certain place in the arena, that I create tension in that space in the mm -hmm. arena. And so I create parameters in my training that doesn't allow me to, I cannot reprimand in this spot, right? It's got to be outside 30 feet outside of that. And so in doing so, it doesn't get me to pressure there, but I also don't create the pressure myself. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's not something that's a hardline rule. You could never do that or somebody else couldn't do that, but it's a parameter that I give myself. Because I know that that creates a pressure and I can create the pressure and put the pressure on the horse in that position and create more problems. So it's better if I create the pressure outside yeah. of it and enough pressure that I can run through that spot. Ah, right? Yeah. Um, so, I, I, But those parameters I think are important. Even for the game of, of for the game of golf on the, on the mental game of it too, 
would be that, you know, creating some of those kind of deals, like, you know, like, well, I don't, I don't, uh, on, you know, I have a problem on the seventh hole and seventh hole is, you know, so at seventh hole, I, um, eat a bag of peanuts, because I, you know, but it's something silly that would kind of like, boom, take me off. I've got something that I've got to get a hold of instead of going down the same manhole that I go down. That's brilliant, brilliant, uh, brilliant thinking there. Yeah, absolutely. I think those things are, that's intriguing. I played this seven, and in in the professional game of golf, you play the same golf courses, a lot of them, year in, year out. Step up on that seventh hole, but to use your example, whatever, par three, whatever. I've hit it to the left here every time I've ever played this hole. Why don't I tee it up on the left side of the tee box? And or, or why don't I uh, hit a different type shot to this hole? Yeah. And uh, we'll play a different club. A different, I'm going to look at a different tree. Different, I'm going to get that's out. right. A different yeah. shot, and uh, boy, uh, immediately it becomes a you know a, a kind of a new challenge as opposed to falling back in the you yeah. know just the that that thought of I've hit it left here every you know whatever because <laughs> yeah. you just it's on the same road I go like the same path of silliness that I take myself down yeah, right exactly. one of the one of the things that I got told um, that I gathered from the the sports psychology of it for the horse deal was that um, so I, 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 if I'm going to create a new path right then what my problem is that I end always end up over here. Right. And, and so I'm going to take a new path, but, but if, if I start to find myself veering off and heading back down towards mm-hmm. the path to completely stop blank slate restart over, because the more I travel in the right direction, the deeper that groove gets right in my brain of being able, I'm creating a new path. If I allow myself to go head and veer off and try to gather myself back on track, I'm still heading in that other one and I'm building a deeper and deeper groove yeah. still going out. So I only work the correct line of thinking. And if it comes to where it enters my mind that, you know, well, you know, here I stop, start right back over. We're on the seventh hole, walking up and I get, I, but I, but nope, stop. We're walking up the seventh hole and I'm going to just make that a deeper, deeper groove of positive, positive until I get there. Well, that's, that's brilliant. I could, uh, we can talk all day about that. I, I, uh, I have a mentor of mine that, and, and he's a, he's a spiritual mentor of mine. Actually, we have gone to his Tuesday morning Bible studies forever, but he talks about those being neuro pathways. Yes. They and are. he said, learner, le- learn. And it's yeah. about creating new, uh, neural path. pathways. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's brain function i i decipher i mean i don't know but the fact of the matter is you you uh uh and that's i think uh, you know when we talk about uh scriptural learning biblical learning uh any kind of learning you're creating new, new uh truth new neural pathways yes. of which uh you know you you're going to tend to get in that groove right. more often than than well, it's the same that you would even on physical, right? It would be the same thing that I would want to do whenever I go to uh, to step up to the tee on a physical part, physical aspect of it that I want to do. You know, like you see it in these guys that shoot free throws, right? They have like, you bounce it three times, yep. look up, look down, bounce it three times, look up. So you're creating that, you know, it's almost the physical lines up with your mental as far as like creating that same. Yeah. you know, positive think, positive pathway. Well, that's a, a golf speaking. We talk, we call it routine. I mean, routine golf, uh, should be it. Maybe it's, uh, if it, it is purest level, very monotonous. Yeah. It, 
same routine, say, because the only thing when uh, you can rely on out there, you're out there by yourself, obviously you can, is your routine. And when you, uh, when things get squirrely or or get tough or you, you feel these emotions change, mm-hmm. boy, you better have your routine you could rely on. It's, you know, uh, and there's a lot to it. We won't go into it now, but a routine is something you can fall back into that will allow you to get to this, see it, feel it, execute. You know, you, you see the shot, you and, and, and it's a, it, it's so much a routine that it, it's a, uh, it's a process routine. But you're learning to focus, right? Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. It's a, it's a concentrated level. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're not zombies. Sometimes, uh, you know, be, you know, we're, whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah. But this, uh, the more we're adapt at, uh, falling into this routine, the more we can rely on to it. And when things get crazy, when, you know, everybody gets a, you know, here you are in your little routine, your little world. And, and, uh, it's, it's a, it's a lifelong learning process, to be honest. It really is. And it's applicable to everything. And I was just kind of thinking about that, that there's something that I struggle with and I, I, I want to get better at is, is being able to, um, I love learning more. I, I, one of the things that I love uh, learning is, is theology. I love theology. I mm-hmm. love the, the, the thinking and the process of, you know, uh, and, and apologetics. I love that kind of stuff and just reality and everything. And, and, um, but part of that is, um, <clears throat> is me having enough, like, um, creating enough of the, the, uh, habitual part of it. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, um, I, I don't have it down as a routine of what time and when I, uh, I go and I, I, I read or that I do that. I kind of catch can mm-hmm. on that. And it's, it's so funny because that's not, it's not as reflective in the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the, the training that I do. And I'm trying to get more and more and more routine on that. But, you know, like something else that, you know, boy, it, that's reflective of the rest of what else, what else, what's the most important yeah. to be able to, you know, have a truth and understanding of reality. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, if I practice that and for a young person to, if I do practice in taking in reality, taking in what's going on around, what is truth in, in, in all of creation? What it was like, what is everything about me around me saying and screaming? Right. If I can go back to that and that's where my, my go-to, okay, start back here. Then when things in life are going, you know, awry and does, is this truth? And is this what, really going on is yeah. really real boy that would be and uh, there's an important part i need to that's you know and hmm i love this kind of stuff because this really gets me thinking right that you know boy what am i what would i do to create that in my kids as a father boy boy howdy not sure um, to create that kind of of hmm Routine truth, routine of going back to what is, what is, what is, what my role, how strong my role is. And it's, that is the importance of being a coach too, right? Absolutely. Boy, creating that and, and, you know, yeah. I think, uh, you know, one of the questions we, we hear often is, uh, you know, where are we spending our time? I know that, uh, back to the, the comment I made about important people and the impact they've had on 
not only my life, but other people's lives. But I, I see, uh, and you talk about the, uh, the discipline of, and, and the, and the passion, passion, uh, of studying theology, uh, mm-hmm. apologetics, but, uh, the people that have really impacted my life have been, uh, very intentional people about, uh, routine development, studying the scripture, scripture memorization, truth, uh, that would, you know, that screams all the truth that we want to know. And, you know, if we're not learners, disciples, uh, in in that lane, then, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of opportunity to be distracted from, uh, living in the in the truth, so to speak, and yeah. you know my uh, the, those people that I mentioned, uh, you know they wake up every morning and they, uh, you know they're yeah. they're they're in the Word. They're they're uh, and and I see that in Luke, right? Oh golly, yeah, yeah. He's it's like he's on fire. Yeah, right. I love to see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, love to see that. That's that's uh, that's that's true commitment, and that's uh, mm-hmm. that's. I think uh, I think that's where we want to want to be, and I yeah. and like I, I feel like I'm a fifty percenter. You know, I'll I'll uh, catch it catch it when I can type deal. Yeah. You know, a little uh, drive by prayer here and there and whatever. But and I'm not you know saying, it, but I know that I could be better in that know, uh, that too. learning lane. Yeah, yeah, me too. I um, but boy, that's that was an eye opener for me just now. Just thinking about that, that man, but you know me not doing that or not being routine or creating that is and doing it haphazard is and those little kids of mine they follow everything yeah, like, yeah. and that stinks i wish they'd follow somebody else that had a better idea of what's going on but then for some reason he has them following me they i don't know why they, they should follow they their, his everything. mother or, you know <laughs> she's so much better at some of this stuff but it, that's true like um you know all the thing that that's that's really cool because it, it it's the same thing in our sports are so revealing right and and our desire I mean he give he gave you and me some really you know great loves right a yeah. great desire to get to spend time you know and and he's reached to both of us through those things. Yeah. Right. Drew us to it, mm-hmm. to him through those things. Like, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. You know, that, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of, you know, I like to see that. I like to see that you're putting it in elsewhere and, and going out and putting it out elsewhere too. And it's kind of what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, Work, works in progress. We still are. Boy. Try to, uh, you know, sometimes we can get off on the, uh, out there and, I think the crux of it truly is pretty simple about what, what, what are we going to do for the sake of others, you know, loving others. Yeah. And, and uh, it's so I, I don't simple. know, but you know, I, I get, uh, I, I can get, I can get, you know, kind of spiraling out of, uh, out of and, and, and I, I, I've learned to cut myself some slack in that respect, but you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there every minute, every day. And uh, yeah. gosh, I've, uh, it's it's good to still be in the game and not on the sidelines. It you know? really is. Yeah, it's you know I think the probably the coolest thing that I I think that uh, I see in in my life is that that I'm 
for what reason, there's no reason really, except for the, just the, because of his grace, but, but that, that I have the opportunity to, to, um, serve him. Right. How cool is that, that I get to, you know, share what I've and share what like with you and with me and with others about what it is that, you know, what's true. What's the meaning of it all? Yeah. We go, what are we going with it? Cause it is. And, and, and I, and I want to identify myself with some of those things, but at the same time, he's GC, each it's a journey of learning and growing and, and man, I'm glad I'm still growing. Yeah. You know, amen. For yeah. that. I think it's a season of life too, where we're called no matter where, uh, and, and how, but, uh, and I, I fall way short of this is, you know, being bold and courageous and mm-hmm. uh, and and brave in our faith. I mean, I think it's a, a time where we we have to uh, we have to be intentional about uh, opportunity to share our story and uh, I think so too. Uh, you know, and uh, not not walk by a, a lot of opportunities that uh, present themselves and sometimes in the simplest of, uh, of, of ways actually, but yeah, uh, we're, we're in, incredibly fortunate to still, still have, uh, uh, have the chance. Like you having those kids come back and call you or message you every right. once in a while. And you hear that it's like, it's so refreshing and so cool to see that, you know, like, man, I got, I got used. Like, that's such a cool, you know, feeling of that. Oh, I was, I, I got to be, I got, I, so I did, you know, I like a little silly thing that I didn't even think anything about oh, that yeah. I said that, like, you know, I'd like to think more often than uh, things I maybe did than said, because I, uh, you, you, I mean, I, I can beat a, a, I can beat a horse into a camel, man. I tell you, I, I, but, uh, it's, 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 it's good. It's, uh, it's, it's what it, uh, the, the struggles there, but the arrival, arrival will be worthwhile. Oh know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my plan. I plan on sliding in sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're. I, I think we'll. Uh, I'll, I'm. I'm glad we're able to to, to share your. Yeah, it's good. Good lead. Good lead. Good. Well, Bill, it was a pleasure Thank getting you. to talk to you. Really a pleasure getting to talk to you. Um, and getting to share a little bit. I love learning other people's stories and and uh, knowing how how they work through and, you know, the different things, how it impacted them. Yeah. I think those are things that are, are great. I have to have you come back sometime. Well, thanks, Todd. I'd, li- yeah. I'd, I'd like it. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I love love the opportunity to hear how others are, are making their way. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, you, you're, man, I, I love what you do and, and how you're doing it. And, yeah, me too. And, and implementing <laughs> this in, in, your, in your walk, yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You bet. It was a pleasure. Thanks. You bet.